severe weather awareness and preparedness in an RV, types of weather risks in the spring and summer in the Midwest, knowing the severe weather risks for your area, understanding severe weather alerts from the NWS, the best weather apps and emergency alerts, all of that and much more on this week's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. Welcome to episode 13 of the Soul RV Podcast. I am Mark. And I am Angie with Soul RV. Last week we told you that we were going to start our Severe Weather Awareness Series on the next episode, and here we are. This is an important focus for Soul RV. We want you all to have fun RV camping, but more importantly, we want you to all be safe while RV camping. Understanding severe weather, what exactly severe weather entails, where it can occur, the seasons for it to occur more often, why you need to be prepared ahead of time, and how to be prepared. That is what we're going to cover in this two-part series of why severe weather awareness while RV camping is a must. You know that we love our acronyms at Soul RV. So here's one to start with for this severe weather series. It is SAFE, S-A-F-E, and it stands for Smart, Alert, Focused, Educated. If you follow the SAFE guidance, you will be prepared for severe weather before it arrives. Today, we are going to start to hit on some of those important points with understanding what severe weather is, where it can occur. Severe weather can happen at any time. It can happen in a sticks and bricks home where you may have a basement or a safe place to go. Mm -hmm. Moreover, it can happen in an RV. In addition to this, it can occur without warning. That is why Soul RV focuses greatly on the severe weather awareness and preparedness in an RV. Right. And like Mark mentioned, understanding what severe weather is and where it can occur is the first step in being prepared for when it arrives. Those are just a few things that we're going to dig into today. But first, let's get some severe weather awareness TNT. Tip number one is about awnings in a storm. Honestly, it is a tip that we'll certainly be focusing more on ourselves <laughs> because of the lessons we have learned in the past. Mm-hmm. Always roll up your awning if severe weather is expected and if you can safely do it. Mm-hmm. There have been times when there's just not enough time for us to roll ours up, but if you have the time, make sure that is one of the first things you do if you're staying in it. Right. And tip number two follows tip number one and that you really need to make sure everything outside is tied down or in a safe place if severe weather is predicted. Like Mark said, if there's ample warning, this is something you should do, but only if it's safe to do so. Types of weather risks in the Midwest. Well, there's quite a few. (laughs) But the different types of weather risks in the spring and summer seasons in the Midwest, we are going to discuss six specific types here today. And they are thunderstorms, floods, lightning, hail, wind, tornadoes Mm -hmm. so let's begin with thunderstorms thunderstorms can pop up suddenly catch anyone off guard especially if you're enjoying a nice day on the lake or a fun day playing games in your campsite some people find a thunderstorm soothing and enjoy reading a book or watching a movie while it's storming outside this is fine as long as you are prepared for what's to come in a severe thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. For example, flooding. Mm-hmm. This has happened to us a few times while we've been at Hillsdale Lake. 
We've stayed at Pomona Lake at Burning Heart Campground, while most of the other campgrounds were in the park were closed due to high water and flooding. If you find yourself in a situation where flooding starts to happen, get out. I hate to say abandon your camper, but in the event of a flash flood, you do not stand a chance against the force of moving water. Mm-hmm. We have always been very fortunate to be in areas that may have rising water, but not in areas that were prone to moving floodwaters. Mm -hmm. This is fortunate because it only takes six inches of water to knock you off your feet. Mm. Also, water traveling at only four miles an hour has the effective force per unit as an EF2 tornado and wind speeds at 70. At seven miles an hour, it ups that to an EF5 wind speeds. While in an RV, rising water and flood water is nothing that you want to contend with. Mm -hmm. Now, while out camping, thunder and lightning are amplified by the lack of insulation to the outdoors in a camper. This can be quite scary and quite loud at times, Mm -hmm. but you should be protected while inside your RV. Your RV, on the other hand, can get damaged from electrical spikes or low voltage due to electrical issues in the parks during thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. If you have your rig plugged into an EMS and then your power pole, you could protect your RV. Absolutely. No different than in your sticks and bricks home, hail, it is never good. Mm -hmm. For one thing, it is obnoxiously loud in an RV. Mm -hmm. I know noise will not hurt you other than maybe your nerves or anxiety, but depending on the size of hail, it can hurt your camper, Mm -hmm. especially aluminum siding. It will really take a beating. Awnings can get really torn up pretty easy, especially if they're left out. The material itself, when it gets older, wants to rip and tear and really tear those up. The roof vents on your camper are susceptible to getting cracked or broken. You always want to inspect those after any kind of a hailstorm, as well as inspect your AC unit. That way the condenser fins on it. If they do get busted up, you'll be able to see it and know and be able to file a claim if you have insurance or get it taken care of so you don't have a future issue. Depending on the size of the hail, it can destroy your fiberglass campers and sides as well. Never want to be in the campground during a heavy hailstorm, mm-hmm. but it may happen. If you are, just know to stay out from underneath one of the roof vents in case something were to happen. Mm-hmm. Wind is not your friend in an RV. Whether you're driving, parked, in a campground, off the grid somewhere, it can catch you off guard. Mm-hmm. While driving, a gust of wind can make you feel like you just got hit by another vehicle and just pinball you around at times. Mm-hmm. Usually slowing down will help. Mm -hmm. That is the best piece of advice. Or if it's a bad storm, just pull over for a while and relax and get to your destination at a later time. It's perfectly fine. You don't have to travel in high winds and probably shouldn't. Right. When camping, you should understand windstorms are pretty much inevitable. Mm -hmm. When we got back into camping years ago, the parks we visited were pretty developed, had a lot of large trees around them that helped block the wind. But about five years ago, we started camping in a new area that had a large, beautiful uh, campground that was solid concrete pads, sewer connections, Mm -hmm. just really nice. This made it easier to take longer trips because we didn't have to use the portable totes for our wastewater and dumping. Mm -hmm. While these sites were very open and nice, 
one thing that we realized was the openness of the sites that we lost our windbreaks from the trees. Yeah. We had never been through a tornado while at the lake, thankfully, but we have been through some pretty severe storms in a microburst. Mm-hmm. We've had one awning destroyed, body damage to our first motorhome due to high winds. Mm-hmm. Not something we want to go through again. Right. Another one of our awnings had the arms bent up on it. Both times, I could have prevented the damage to them if I would have left the awnings up knowing that there was severe weather that could be coming. At the first sign there are any kind of wind gust, it's usually best just to get your awning in. If you leave it out overnight, that's perfectly fine. But if you know a storm's coming, (laughs) you could very well wake up to the feeling that you're in an earthquake. This can happen when wind catches that awning fabric, the strut arms on the awning arms allow it to come up and when the wind releases a little bit it can come slamming back now, is, down into place yeah is that just on the new rvs or is that on the old ones too i don't remember the old ones doing that as much the older ones had solid arms on it a lot of the newer electric ones actually mm-hmm. have strut rods that yeah. allow the wind to take it up to help uh take some of the small issues out of it right and allow it to clap some, but it still act as a parachute. It's a whole it com- different sound you have to get used to also, going from the older awnings to the new ones. I just, mm, makes me nervous yeah. no matter what. I don't like the wind. Yeah, it, it, it will rock you around and do some pretty amazing things. Mm-hmm. It uh, just parachutes up, falls back down, and it feels like you're in an earthquake, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> And it will definitely wake Mm. you out of a dead sleep thinking that someone just drove into the side of your camper. Mm. Uh, If that wasn't bad enough, enough sustained winds will cause your camper to rock, sometimes even on the leveling jacks. Um, As far as our slide outs, we actually, on our large one, we put bracing poles underneath it. That helps with the slide outs, especially in the wind. It won't rock quite as much. Mm. Now with a lot of your slide outs, they are just gear driven on the sides and lower so those slide outs do have a tendency to kind of move a little bit in and out that can be scary but you just have to get used to it and Mm -hmm. know what's coming as far as tornadoes just don't be in the campground when it happens as we all know the stories of mobile home parks and everything if you are predicted to have really bad weather you're an alert get to a safe place find out where the safest place to be is if it's too late and you're in your camper you know do the best you can you know as i say duck and cover but if you have bath houses anything around find those that's a lot safer in a little bit of a structure than just in a wide open camper best advice i can give is just know your surroundings and where you can get to in case bad weather comes This week's solely fact is that Kansas is second in the nation only to Texas with the amount of tornadoes. Mm. We have on average 80 a year with Texas coming in at number one with 140 on average. Mm. This week's solely current event is from the good old Farmer's Almanac. They have released their 2021 predictions for spring and summer weather. In April and May, they expect temperatures to be above normal in the north, yay, and below normal in the south. They are also predicting below normal rain in the south. The Farmer's Almanac is also saying that summer will be cooler and drier 
than normal with the hottest periods in early July and mid-August. That's to be expected in the Midwest and very typical. They're also predicting September and October to bring below normal temperatures and rainfall. So make sure you get out and go camping this summer if it's safe to do so in your area because fall sounds kind of gross. <laughs> Knowing the severe weather risks in your area... There are many reasons why you need to know the area that you are camping in. We talked about this a lot in our safety episode and now knowing your and how knowing your location and surrounding can keep you safer if you ever have any kind of medical emergency. Well, severe weather is another big reason to know the area of inclement weather arises. Absolutely. Additionally, knowing the severe weather risks for your area is just important. If you have never been to the specific area you are in before and a massive storm hits, your family and belongings could be at risk. Doing a little research of the area you plan to visit before making those plans can help. Mm -hmm. Simply doing a Google search for the city you are going to visit along with the weather can give you basic information on what to expect weather-wise in that specific area. The Midwest specifically as far north as South Dakota, to as far south as Texas is in a higher risk for tornadoes. This high-risk area is known as Tornado Alley and includes states such as Louisiana, Oklahoma, Iowa, Nebraska, and Kansas. Sometimes it also includes Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, North Dakota, and Missouri. There are a lot of states included in tornadic activity, and if you're going to visit those Midwest states, you need to be prepared for severe weather. Absolutely. The question for this week is, have you ever been in an RV when severe weather hit? Please leave us your story by giving us a call or texting us at 913-303-0757. We just might use your question or message on one of our episodes. Right. And you can also head over to our Facebook Soul RV Happy Campers group and leave your response there as well. Now we're going to talk about severe weather alerts that come out from the National Weather Service in your area. So these are the descriptions for the weather alerts, including advisories, watches, and warnings. An advisory is issued when the weather has a good chance of happening, but typically for less severe weather conditions. A watch is issued when there's a chance this condition may happen and usually covers a larger area for a longer period of time. And a warning is issued when the weather is either occurring or likely to occur soon and usually issued for a smaller area for a shorter period of time. There are also risk categories. For thunderstorms, no severe thunderstorms are expected. Lightning, flooding, threats exist with all thunderstorms. Marginal risk is isolated severe thunderstorms are possible, limited in duration, and coverage and or intensity. Slight risk is scattered severe storms possible, short-lived and or not widespread, but isolated intense storms possible. Enhanced risk. Numerous severe storms are possible, more persistent and more widespread, and isolated intense storms are possible. Moderate risk is when widespread severe storms are likely, long-lived, widespread, and intense. And a high risk. Widespread severe storms expected, long-lived, very widespread, and particularly intense.
On this week's segment of the Sole Goal, Lessons Learned While RV Camping in Severe Weather, we're going to have an interview with someone who has a great story to share about severe weather while RV camping. Our guest on today's Soul RV Podcast is Jessica Donham, a.k.a. Jay, Angie's sister, my <laughs> sister-in-law. Welcome to the show, Jay. Yay! Thanks for having me. Thank you for showing up. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, a.k.a. Auntie Jay, Jessica, Jesse, and Jess. She's a woman of many names and, as a kid, many other names by her older sister. But we won't Aww. go into that. This is a nice family <laughs> G-rated show. So, Jay, you really enjoy RV camping. How long have you been camping? Um, since as far back as I can remember, um, as being a child, you know, you and I used to go with the family to a place called uh, Sycamore Springs. You remember that? Mm-hmm, very that much. That was like the best place, but it was like part of a camping group or camping something. Camping club. So mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't even think it's around anymore. But <laughs> no, <laughs> it shows our age. <laughs> yeah, it, it closed down quite a few years ago. Yeah, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay actually loves to travel with her RV. Actually, you have have had a few RVs so far, haven't you? Yes. Um, I started actually with the one that you guys sold, me and my ex-husband. Um, and then we went on to buy a couple pop-ups. And then I ended up with my Coachman Clipper that I have right now, a 2018. Mm-hmm. Nice camper. Nice. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Last week, we discussed RV maintenance. As a solo RVer, what is one of the most challenging maintenance issues you struggle with? Well, <laughs> the pooper, the black water tank. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not pleasant, you know, for anybody, but it's definitely a necessity mm-hmm. that you have to take care of. Um, so definitely that. And then also when you go to winterize your camper mm-hmm. every season, I haven't gotten that down yet. So we're, gonna, we're working on you learn. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the many trips that you've taken, do you have a memorable one from just a few years ago about a storm we had that came through in the campground <laughs> while we were all staying at it? Yes, we were all together um, at the campground and it was we were getting like warnings and stuff about the weather. So we were watching it on and off all day. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like the wind started picking up really bad and it was getting a little scary mm-hmm. so we decided to and this is at like 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. we get in our vehicles and we drive to the next town just to find out um just to stay at in safety mm-hmm. you know and get away from the campground mm-hmm. so we get back probably about two in the morning and we pull in and i'm like whose crap is everywhere <laughs> i mean <laughs> There's stuff everywhere. We all were thinking the same thing. Yeah, we're like, Some... somebody's a little bit messy. Yeah, a little trashy. <laughs> I get to my camper and I'm like, oh my God, that's my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. And yeah. I mean, it was pouring down rain. We were all out there trying to grab whatever we could that everything was wet. And um, my, my camper had standing water in it. Mm-hmm. We ended up finding a mattress like across the street up in a tree, mm-hmm. believe it or not. <laughs> So it was a, it was a crazy trip. (laughs) It was, it was. Yeah. So was your camper totaled then after that? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Kind of a dumb question, huh? Yeah. It kind of, I think the, yeah, the door had been taken off during the storm. And I think what happened was my pop-ups, I didn't tie them down, which now I know to do that. (laughs) Um, But it would go up and then slam back down 
and it just stuff just started flying right I, I remember your uh, TV laying in the middle of the campsite and mm-hmm. how frustrating it was. It was just full of water. Pretty frustrating. Yeah. 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 And it even the very... next day, you guys were out there looking for all of your belongings. Oh, yeah. 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 That's when they found the mattress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dad was <laughs> out there. The yeah. Yeah. It. it was crazy. Mm. Pretty emotional deal to go through, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was very upset i mean to think that i could have actually been in that camper mm. at the time of that mm-hmm. that's that's scary to think and about. It, it wasn't even a microburst or anything it just i think it no it, it probably a lot of it was because you were on a corner lot and it just yes. kind of and in a pop-up um, right it just, and the wind just whips around that corner mm-hmm. and just took it out right right Well, Jay, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We hope that you come back and share many more stories with us because we know you have had some very interesting things happen (laughs) while camping, especially with Grandma. Yeah, that's another time. Yes, it is. We will definitely have you back for that. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for having me on your show. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now, I would like to say that Jay has a brand new website that just launched, nccreations, E-N-C-I, creations.com, where she tells all about life and the struggles many face and how to enjoy what is eccentric, name what's beautiful, consider what's calming, and imagine what is possible. She also talks about the struggles and fun times she's had while RV camping as a solo RVer. So be sure to check out her brand new website at nccreations.com. We have a list of the best weather apps you can put on your phone. The NOAA Weather Radar Live is a free app and has an in-app purchase also. It is an easy-to-use app for tracking weather. It has real-time radar images and interactive maps. You can set it up so that you can receive severe weather alerts for your location. This app is compatible with iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. The Weather Channel is also a free app. This app allows you to get your local forecast and prepare for the day. You can even plan up to 15 days in advance based on weather reports. It also allows the user to set alerts for severe weather based on your current location. And it is compatible with the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. AccuWeather is also a free app. It allows the user to receive the latest live forecast and severe weather alerts anywhere in the United States. It also provides you with real field temperature technology so you know how cold or hot it really feels out there. This app is compatible with iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. And finally, the weather bug. It is also a free app to use, and it provides a forecast for your every need from storm warnings to pollen levels. Their network delivers real-time forecasts, including current weather, hourly, and 10-day forecasts. It also has 18 different weather maps, including Doppler radar, lightning, wind, temperature alerts, air quality, pressure, and humidity. On this week's segment of Food for the Soul, we have a super simple recipe for breakfast in the RV or at home. It's a recipe for super simply breakfast burritos, aka SSBB. (laughs) Mark makes these quite often for our extended family and they are a huge hit every time. First off, let me just say that we use our nifty LeCou deep steam case to cook the red peppers in the microwave. If you haven't heard of LeCou products, they are an absolute must for RV camping. They have the best microwave products that allow you to cook your soup, your pasta, 
popcorn, rice, meat, stews, everything in the microwave in half the time. They also have an egg cooker, an omelet maker, bacon cooker, which we use a lot, and a panini grill. So be sure to check those out on our website in an article called Microwaving in the RV with must-have accessories as well. We will throw a link to them in this podcast description as well. Okay, back to the breakfast burritos. So after we use that awesome LeCou deep steam case to cook the red peppers in the microwave, the next step is cooking the sausage. Next, we brown the breakfast sausage in a skillet. Third, you warm up the tortillas in the microwave. And finally, you load them up with the sausage, red peppers, salsa, sour cream, and cheese. And you have a super simple breakfast burrito in a few minutes. Like Mark said earlier, when you are RV camping, many times you are not in an area that you're familiar with. Knowing your exact location on a map, including the zip code, the campground name, and your specific campsite number. You also need to know the county you are in and surrounding counties in case warnings are issued. Also, having the address of the nearest hospital with an emergency department is a good idea. We have a free severe weather info while RV camping form for all of you. We suggest you print out this 8.5 by 11 form, laminate it, and hang it in a place easily accessible in your RV. Use a dry erase marker to easily change information for every trip. You can also just get a small dry erase board and marker and hang it in an easy-to-see place in your RV. If you'd like our free form to print, head over to solarv.com and click on podcast episode 13. The link is also in this podcast description. Now, deciding how you will get alerts of inclement weather in the area is the next issue to consider. A NOAA weather radio is a great way to receive severe weather alerts. We have many of these that <laughs> we use in our home, both of our RVs. Right. You do need to make sure you have batteries for it too. Mm -hmm. The NOAA weather radio we use is a Midland NOAA emergency weather alert radio, and it has SAME, or Specific Area Message Encoding, mm -hmm. localized programming, 60-plus emergency alerts, and an alarm clock. Mm -hmm. It's less than $30 and many times alerted us before our phones did. Yeah. That is going to do it for today's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. We hope that we have answered a few of your questions about why severe weather awareness while RV camping is a must. We want to stress that while you are out RV camping, always remember to never try to run out any kind of severe windstorm. Go to a safe and sturdy structure immediately. Additionally, if any type of flooding is occurring or expected to occur, never try to ride out any kind of flooding situation in an RV. Seek higher ground immediately. RVs are known to tip over in higher winds because there is no solid foundation on them like a home, and they are also known to be carried away by floodwaters. In both of these types of situations, you will most likely have no warning and will be in an emergency situation before you even know it. We will continue this severe weather awareness series with part two next week. So come hang out with us again and learn more about how to keep you and your loved ones safe out there. <laughs>